0: Hi, once again, welcome to the Mindset Mastery Show with George Reister, your host. Listen, I want to bring a exciting, informative conversation to you today with a very inspiring guest. His name is Dr. Robert Cummings. Listen, please remember to go to YouTube, like us, subscribe to us, share it with your friends, your relatives, Anyone that you feel would be blessed by the content that we provide here, follow us on podcasts, give us a five-star rating. You also can follow us on all of our social media sites, YouTube, I mean, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There's nothing that we like more than to hear from you. You can also email us at george at georgefreister.com. Anytime you have a comment, information that you want to share, we'll accept it. Go to my website. You can also sign up for a 20-minute discovery session so that we can discuss anything that we talk about on the podcast, or if it's just some information that you need that we haven't provided for you on the show. Please, we can sit and talk about it. doesn't cost you anything. This is a year of giving. I said it before. I want to give more this year, this year than I've ever given before in my life. I don't care whether it's finances whether it's information, whether it's my time, my service, I am here for you. St. Jude is our um, recommended and the organization that we're going to uh, request that you provide funds for this year if you have an opportunity to. I know this is a tough time for people right now with everything that's going on, but if you have the extra resources when you can help out St. Jude Hospital, it's a research center that treats children with cancer and other uh, medical conditions. Every family that goes there doesn't pay one penny for being there. It's all provided for through the hospital, hospital and donors like yourself and myself. They love to hear from you. Sometimes you may not have money to give. You may have time. you may be, to, you may be able to write a card. You may be able to write, uh, send something, some gift of love that you can send to the, the kids that are there and even share with the faculty or the staff about how much you appreciate what they do and what they've done in the community. I can't wait for you to hear Robert today. It's gonna be an exciting show. Look forward to seeing you in just a moment. And I'll bring on Robert Cummins, known as Coach C. See you in a minute. Here we are back again. Welcome to Mindset Mastery with your host, George Reister. Today, I have a special guest, a gentleman we've known each other, I don't even wanna tell you how long, it, it's so long that I can't even remember the exact date, but I can tell you this, it's over 20 years ago. And when I tell you this brother's gonna bless you, I refer to him as bro, Rob, but he's known as Dr. Cummins, respectfully deserved, he got his doctoral, pastor comes to some who have known him before he became a doctor and coach C to the people who've been under his voice and under his word and that's heard the amazing things and testimony that God has done in this life but here is the reality of this whole situation why I wanted this brother to come on he's gonna give it to you real because see he wasn't where he is now 5 years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Everybody starts somewhere. So we don't we don't judge, we don't we don't we don't condemn people. What we do is tell you about an experience and what we've experienced and what he's experienced and what has transpired in his life over time. Over time cuz sometimes it takes time. And some of us the time is shorter, some of it, us it's, it's faster. But in all cases We'll get there if we want to. And if we have a desire, a zeal, a love in our heart to be better and do better, hey, without further ado, I gotta
1: introduce the doc to you. Coach C, in the house. Talk to me, baby. Hey, hey, that's my brother. (laughs) Man, man, we, we, me and you. I'm gonna say me and you. Yes, Sandra. Oh, your wife, man. Yeah. Oh, she makes the best pancakes, sausages, <laughs> wings. All times of night, right, bro? All time, man. Mm. Oh, I'm going to just say, I love Sandra. I know you love me. You know I love my sister and the Absolutely. family. I love you so much, Joe. You, you know I'm a cry, baby. I, I might be crying. So, y'all, you know, hey, hey, I'm a real man now. Hey, release me. A baby. real man. But I cry easily because hey. I'm so grateful. Mm. George, I'm so grateful. This time, this hour, this day was predestined. Mm. It was predetermined before me and you came out of our mother's womb. Wow. Mm. That's how real the life of the God kind is. Yes. So as we flow, you let me know my time, you might have to claim. <laughs> <laughs> I boy, once you, you already lit me up when you told me you wanted me on. I was lit back then, so I've been, I've been brewing. Mm. And so I'm, you, you let me know. I'm at a road. I got my little direction on how you want me to do it. Yes, sir. I follow orders. <laughs> I'm at your command.
0: <laughs> hey, well, we all percolating, waiting for you, bro.
1: I want to say this to you and those that might watch this. I love this man. He's my brother. Mm-hmm. He's a brother, for, for those that don't know, as I, as I move in, you'll see how I'm sharing the story. So we're going to begin to talk about my background and why, what happened to me before mm-hmm. Jesus. So I want to tell you I love you, sir. Thank you, Rob. You know I, I really you. do. I love you so much, man. You know that. That That's a I won't even talk about, because love, people don't know what that really means. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So here I am. My mom got with a man. Maybe that's your story. I don't know, but I was one of those. I'm talking about Coach C. One of those two people getting together, not married. And here I come. April second, nineteen fifty-five. Friday night, ten thirty. I was born. General Hospital. Easter Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, from East LA yeah Mm. and so praise God moving forward my mom gave me up to three months for whatever reason she had to do what she had to do
0: Mm
1: -hmm. another story so then some people that knew my mother they took me in in indirect foster home so as a result of that I grew up I want to you know don't hit all the little details thank God for the thank God for the place that I was in I don't know if many of you, I I gotta hit you with this one. I don't know how many of y'all. I was a good baby, I was a good child. I was a good child. Let me back up. They found me in a drawer at three months old. I don't know if you ever knew that, George.
0: No. They
1: found me in a drawer at three months old. Moving forward. Oh, I'm in this home. Now in the home, in the place that I stay. I love the people that kept me and, uh, but I grew up in nothing but drugs my whole life. Some of those that are old school, you understand red devils.
0: Mm. You understand
1: yellow jackets. Yes. That's what was the thing back then. Yes. Cocaine was an upper echelon type of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But the thing that they were doing doing back then was red devils and weed and drinking ripple was a the thing to drink back then. And so I don't know if any of you ever, you know, for whatever reason, me and the extension court, we knew each other. I don't know yeah. what you mean by nobody extension cord. Yeah. If you never got warped with an extension cord, Lord Jesus. Now that was child abuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're talking whips and that everything. That was child yeah. abuse back then. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, I had to add that in because a lot of children today, they talk about child I Y'all don't know what child abuse is. You mm. have no idea. But we came up in that era. And so I was a very good child. I was. I wasn't disobedient those that even know my character today, before I received Jesus, I just, you know, I was a good child, loved school. And so as I moved forward, graduated, and I went on to junior high school, middle school, I found out in middle, in junior high, we called it junior high back then. We called it junior high, not middle school. And back then we we got in seventh, eighth, and ninth grade, not sixth grade, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade back then. Right, you right. Know. And so moving forward, I found out that I had a talent. I found my talent around about 10 years old That I enjoyed making you happy. Mm. I enjoyed putting a smile on your face. That made me happy. That satisfied me irregardless of what was going on in my household. It was a terrible household. It was, I saw death at age 11 and 12 mm. in the house. I saw all of that at a young age. I got hooked on a little bit of the the uh, red devils at one time. My brother gave me some red devils. step oh, brothers, whatever, you know. They gave me a red Devil. Wow. They, they found me in the in the in the in the, uh, in the hallway sleep. They had just got through, I had to fold the clothes. Yeah. They just got, came back from the wash house. Back wash mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. They came back from the wash house and uh, and I, uh, I they found me asleep. I got whooping. They whooped me. I'm like, well, they whooped me. Wow. I'm like, you know, that's the worst stuff, and I'll have to go into all the rest of that. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, I made it through, got to high school, uh, Gardena High School, went to Gardena High School. Back in the day, you know, they had uh, the, at that time they had the AB, B7, A7. They graduated mm-hmm. twice, summer and spring, I think summer and spring. Mm-hmm. Well, at that time, there was a school district which was changing. It was gonna have all year school. And so your parents had to come in and people had come into the school and, you know, tell them, hey, yeah, move him up or whatever. Well, they didn't come. They came not to one, I'm gonna go back and forth. They came not to one sport event. Not one sport event. I said, not one sport event. Now mind you, no dad, no father, no mother. never seen my father ever, ever. Mom gave me up and I'll get to her first time I met her. Well, that's my story kind of, and I'm gonna move forward a little bit. So I got to high school. And, oh, man, I was a high jumper, took second in the city in 1973, made it, to high sc- made it through high school and went on to uh, go to uh, college, Harvard College, San Pedro, California. I wanted to be a police officer. Wow. I wanted to stop the stuff that I was involved in in my home and in the city, because back in the day, that's when the Compton Crips came out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: About 19... 19- Compton Crips, about 1969, 69, Mm -hmm. they were really, really prevalent. They got really prevalent, 69, 70, all that, you know, and uh, back in the day, you know, they had Tookie and all those guys. We knew all those guys. You know, Raymond, I knew all those guys from the hood. But we moved forward, and now, let me back up. Now, back then, I got a little bit into the martial arts when I was like 12 years old. Didn't get beat, I got into martial arts, End up going to a school. I Had a young man that took me to a school uh, where Donia Santos, those that's in the martial art world, and Donia Santos got involved in that. But I didn't know what I was involved in. But I should have stayed at that school because that was Bruce Lee's comrade. I didn't wow. know that. I didn't know wow. that. This place in Parns, you had to be, you had to be invited. Mm-hmm. You had to be invited. I just didn't know where I was. Wow. And I didn't know. And so long story short, I really loved it and really got involved in it. So finally L- made it to high
0: school. Rob, let, let me ask you something real quick because you, you touched on something and I want to make sure in case there's somebody listening that has gone through something similar mm-hmm. that you went through when you uh, said that you had experienced or witnessed your first death at eight. And yeah, I remember yeah. at, when I was growing up, I grew up in the projects in Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and I saw my first death at six mm. in the barbershop. My dad and mother had asked the babysitter to take me and my brother to the barbershop. Yeah. And we went to the barbershop and I'm sitting in a barber's chair and a gentleman comes in asking the barber for some money that he owed him. And so I'm, I'm getting a little bit nervous answering the babysitter sitting uh, uh, across from us in the chair next to my brother. And so they get into a conversation and arguing back and forth. The barber said the money's in the cup, reach in the cup, get the, get the money out. And the guy says, no, I'm not reaching up. there. I want you to get it and put it in my hand like I put it in your hand with all the expertise you know, to go along with that. Yeah. And all of a sudden. The, the guy who came in didn't like the barber's response, who was cutting my hair, whooped out a knife and just started stabbing him. So, the girl who had taken us to the barbershop grabbed me by the hand and snatched my brother. We ran to the back, going to the bathroom where we're petrified. We're screaming and crying. Yeah, and yeah. He's yeah. crying. And we get inside the bathroom. And just as soon as we got the door closed, he hit the guy who was her stabbed the barber was chasing after us because we were the only ones in the barbershop. Oh wow, wow, wow! And so he runs into the door, but we get the door. All three of us on the door and push the door closed, and she locked it. And he's beating on the door frantically, trying to get in, uh, tearing the door down. And and so she had the wherewithal. There was a window. In in Tennessee, they had those. You ever seen those alleys uh, uh, where the a building is below ground? So. They have a window up, and you—if you climb out of it, you're at street level.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: We got the window pride open, and then she lifted one of us up at a time up through the window. We climbed out, and then we were pulling her help pull her out of the window, out of the shop. Just as we got her pulled up, and she's getting herself up, he breaks the door down. Oh! But we get her out just in the nick of time. Thank you, Lord. And then we start running, and then you know we went to my house, and it was a big to do after that. But that's a long, even longer story. Wow, wow. But wow. The, the effect of that, yes. traumatized yes. me for yeah. years. I yeah. couldn't be alone. Couldn't um, I? Could barely stand, you know, any strangers. But it was right. a traumatic experience. What What did that do to you? Seeing your first body, as they would say now, at yes. eight years old.
1: Yeah. And what it was, it was the brother stabbed the other brother in my house. Yes. I'm standing there. He, sta- he stabbed him. Stabbed him. He goes in the hospital. Later on, he end up, you know, he gets out. But then he ends up, ends up dying. Ends up dying. Ends up dying. That's to see a bro- another brother. You know, I don't have any brothers. I'm the right. only child. No dad. That was traumatizing at it, at its best with no father. Every young man, every young man needs his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about that as I move on. I, when I was I got married, and that 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 bothered me. Who's my dad? Who is mm-hmm. my father? Mm-hmm. Who 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 is my father? That's traumatizing. Along with the the drugs, and then you now you see a death. One brother stabs the other because they was angry at each other
0: Yes.
1: but that that's that that's the perspective of a child seeing something and mm. seeing how what we think is how to deal with issues mm, exactly so, so so as we grow up as little little johnnies and little marys we get a perspective we get a perspective of what we see how to deal with this issue, that issue, this issue, yes. that issue, whatever issue it is. And if you grow up with that and never get fixed and never get your mind changed and your mm-hmm. and your character changed, you're going to have a warped, bent, discombobulated mindset on yes. how to deal with issues in yes. your life. And over here, there's a the drug man, mm. there's the alcohol guy, mm-hmm. because, you, because that's what you saw. Yes. So you got this perspective on how to deal with life. So when life is, it seems like throws a curve to you and you can't deal with it, where you go? Drinking, mm. drinking, smoking, pills, thinking you're relieving the issue. Yes. But we know as we're older now, uh-uh, you just dig a in your grave a foot at a time. Yes, a yes. At a time. So that's nah. very traumatizing to young people as we grow up and as I'm removed from that. It's still going on today, George. It's still going on today. And that's my drive. Like, as I I share more with you, that's my drive today. Yeah. So I enjoy, I enjoy making you happy. I enjoy doing something, finding out how to do it, and then share with you, this Mm -hmm. is how you do it. That's what makes me happy. That -hmm. gives me a joy unspeakable. I enjoy it. Because I sit back and say, wow. Not that I, I get any... Up my character—you already know that. Yes. I don't know. I just want you to be, whatever reason. I don't know. You know, I got it from my mom. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I enjoy making you smile. Wow. So as I move forward, I get past high school. Not mm-hmm. one time, like I said, did anybody from the household come to my events. I ran track and field. I was on championships even in middle school, high school from Gardena High School, track and field. Our team, uh, cause I wasn't that big, I was real short. Hmm. I was short until I went in the military. I was like 5'2". I was 5'4", 5'6", jumping 6'2", 6'4". Wow. You had bounce, huh? Bounce, dog, bounce, <laughs> bounce. And come to find out, I enjoyed that. And the track and field life, I enjoyed it. I ran cross country, ran cross country two miles and then got in college, 4.2 miles. I, I ran some heels. I ran, I have ran so much, but not knowing, but not knowing as we move forward into my life. And so I got one year in college, went to Harvard College, wanted to be a police officer. Uh, Earl Paysinger, those that know Earl Paysinger, he was the deputy chief a police officer of LAPD. Yes, I went to school with him and, uh, and him and another gentleman, they both ended up doing LAPD and i decided to go in the military my stepfather he, he mentioned it one time you know you know go to go to what well, you need to go to the military but i always i always worked i had a job at um, 10 years old wow i knew i i met kenny norton he used to live in carson
0: uh-huh. which is
1: in the early 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 70s Okay. I met Kenny Northern back in back in 7071. I used to work at a grocery store in Gardena across the street from where the Home Depot, where the Home Depot Center is right there okay. on Avalon. And okay. I used to work for the Chinese people, and uh they I was a box boy. 10 years old. I also worked for some of you know this market, eight uh alpha beta. I worked at uh, alpha beta yeah, as a yeah, box yeah. boy. Wow. Right. And uh I I, I learned some skills. I learned some people skills as I grew up, not Mm -hmm. knowing. I just wanted to, I I knew there was something better than what I seen in this household. Okay. I just didn't know the direction. I didn't know God at that time. I didn't know anything about, Now I grew up, for whatever reason, I did not get involved or attached to it, but I grew up in the Masonics in the household. I grew up, my, my mother that kept me, she was an Easter star. Come to find out we understand what that what that's all about it had nothing to do with god let me just say right. that without going into that okay yeah there's a dark side to that yes yes so i for whatever reason i didn't get involved in that i i didn't and so moving forward i finally got know. i went one year of college harvard college and uh well that desire of me wanting to be a police officer <laughs> it didn't happen okay okay so, I inducted to the army, June nineteen, June nineteenth, nineteen seventy four. I'm raising my hand, getting sworn in, going into going my way to Vietnam, and wow. uh, did, yeah, 19, eighteen years old, going to Vietnam. Uh, so, as, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. I, I just was, I just wanted to be a better person. I saw. Yes, yes. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be what I saw. You know, and uh, I, I, t- I didn't. I wanted. I. I'm gonna tell you what I crave for. I craved for acceptance. I crave for having somebody, because they never hugged me. I never, I never got a hug by no man. Hug by a father. By I never got that. If the p- person they was up. It was was a mess. I'm not exactly, it was a a mess. I loved them, you know, but hey, because they provided a home, food, shelter, clothing, and I loved them for that. But it wasn't a H-O-M-E. I've got to tell the truth. I have to tell the truth. Right. And so, but here's the thing. Somebody, and I'm going to say this, somebody somewhere was praying for me. Somebody had Uh, to. Talk to me. Somebody somewhere. Had was praying for me as a young man. And for those out there, somebody's praying for you. Well, I'm going to let you know, number one, Jesus is praying for you.
0: Because mm-hmm. he's
1: sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession. Wayne. He's praying. If you don't think nobody else is praying for you, he's praying for you. I'm going to tell you what, Coach C's praying for you. I know George is praying for you. Absolutely, now Those are going to hear this. They're praying for you, that you find your purpose. Find Why you were brought to this earth. You need to find that out. You'll never be satisfied. You'll never have that sense of satisfaction or gratitude. It'll always be void. It'll always, I don't care how much money you make. You'll be like the Bible says, the rich young ruler. He walked away sad because his riches had him. Yes. What must I do to be saved? Jesus told him exactly. He was talking to the man, not even... (laughs) And Jesus said, go sell what you have and give to the poor. He walked away. Yes, he did. And turned yes, away eternal life. Yes. Well, as we move forward, I'm in West Germany. Woo! Do what I want to do. I'm, you know, I'm 19. I'm 18. I'm not 19. I can do what I want to do. I think I'm a man, you know, on my way to Vietnam, right? And got involved in some stuff. Over there with a lot of the guys that came back from Vietnam, you know, earlier they had been over there in my unit in West Germany. Oh, I love Germany. I enjoyed West Germany. And I'll share a little bit then we move forward. But I got over there really, really still not knowing who I was, but I knew that I wanted to be something, but I, I just didn't know what it was. So I got involved and I made my, I want to say something here. You could choose your choices, but you cannot choose your consequences.
0: Your Ooh. consequences
1: are inevitable.
0: Yes. When you do
1: your consequences, you need to make sure when you make those choices, whether it's a negative, because you might think it's a good choice. The way you're gonna know is after you plant that seed.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: The seed is coming back. Yes. More, more times than enough. You know what you're doing is not right or it's not the right choice, but you go ahead and do what you do. Not really, really, really assessing or actually, let me say this word, doing an autopsy on your choice. Oh, You don't oh. really analyze. You don't analyze and assess the choice that you get ready to make. If you did, if you really analyze and, and assessed and did an autopsy to find out if I did this, if I did that, if I did that, you don't do that you just do because you do what your flesh tells you to do because yes it's what? you're pleasing it and it has an appetite exactly it has an appetite and it will rule you like it was ruling me but how i got involved in those drugs and remember this family when you make that decision remember this now the choices you make not only affect you uh, but it affects all those that everybody. associated with you yes family members co-workers It'll affect everybody in mm-hmm. some way or form. That's this little nugget that I learned yes. your choice. The seeds that you plant they will come back. Now will you be ready because they're gonna rise whatsoever whatsoever man sows, whatsoever man plants, that what he plants, that what he sows that's what he's going to reap and nothing else.
0: You know what, Rob, and, and I don't want to jump ahead of your story because I don't, know, me, I, I, I don't know if you're going to go to this point or not, <sighs> but I remember when we used to be at church, remember we used to go do prison ministry? Yes. We, and we go in. I, and, I got speaking, that, I that right here. I yeah, got
1: it, it over here. No, come on, come on. Yeah, I got it right here.
0: It's speaking to the point of how your decisions affect everyone that's around you. And we yes. see the, the, the kids coming into the prisons to visit, <laughs> men and women. Men and women. Listen, I wasn't really conscious of how many women were in prison or in jail until we started going to, yes. you know, to to share and, and participate in activities. We used to go with the church to play basketball games in the yep. prison. You know, with the, with the inmates. Oh my with god, With the inmates with the inmates. Yeah, you know, they had it set up so we had our team church at uh, yep. our team at church. That- and our church would go into uh, these prisons and participate yeah. in it, with an opportunity to share the word and share our experience yes. with them. But yes. it speaks to the point of you saying that every decision we make is going to affect someone, and it will break my heart, your heart. We, I mean, we have you know, like you said, Rob, we we emotional men, so we don't mind expressing <laughs> our emotions and sharing right. our emotions because we know the love and what's happened to us. And we just want it for everybody else that we come in yes, contact sir. with. Yes, so sir. It, it just it, it, I, I, man. <laughs> I, just, I just had to throw that in because I wanted people to, to understand that our decisions is gonna affect yes. everyone, not just us. And then when no. we consciously think about those Mm-mm. and we t- do the autopsy, we we'll take that autopsy. Do that autopsy.
1: When you do that autopsy, stop you are gonna message find too. out if you if you because I this is the teaching you know you remember what I did that teaching. Yes, the autopsy. I, I yes. taught on that because you gotta assess you. As I as I get older and older and older, I have to assess every decision that I make mm-hmm. by the sure. by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit because He knows what's out there. When I make that decision, He already knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, in relation to that, as a young man, I didn't know. Did nobody tell me? I had no man in my life. I had no father. I had no mentor. I had nobody. We just had each other on the playground. That's right. Now, we knew some things were wrong to do. We know <laughs> right. that because yes. there's instincts that's built in us. No, oh, yes. don't do that. You didn't go do that. Don't do that. Sometimes we go ahead and do it. Yes. Thinking, not knowing that's a thought we didn't know then. That's a thought from the enemy. The thought I didn't suggest that he plants, yes. that give you to thinking that you're going to get away. Right. You're not going to get away. Because there's principles that are are in the earth that are divine principles that we have learned today. It's a privilege to know what we know, George. Yes, It's a privilege to know what we know. And we want to give this to those that will have ears to hear and a heart to receive. But we know everybody don't want to hear. Everybody don't, don't want to receive. We already right. know that. Mm-hmm. And we can't make them. So all we can do is stand back and just continue to pray for them and receive that maybe hopefully one day mm-hmm. before they lay in that casket and we looking at them and they're not looking back. Right. <laughs> you got that right, bro. You got no. that right. Oh, Jesus. So as I move forward, I got involved in the drug thing over there. Uh-huh. overseas. Cause I didn't do any drugs. I didn't do, I didn't do. I didn't do none of that prior to. We dabbed a little bit, you know, little boys, little yeah. girls. We did all yes. that, but right. I wasn't sexually active. Right. Cause back in the day, they said you, you know, I didn't mess up the track season. Exactly. I didn't mess up your football season. Yes. And I took yes. it literally. <laughs> uh, we ain't doing that. <laughs> I got a high jump. No. Oh, I got yeah. a long jump. I got to do the hurdles. Yes. I ain't doing none of that. Right. I'm serious. I really yes. was. That yeah. was my witness. No, none of that. None of that. So we, I I, I got involved in hashish overseas. Mm-hmm. And so not to go into that, but I got involved in that. got involved in the sexual stuff and hey, was it good? Yeah, it was good. Come on. Life. Bro, just, let's tell as, the truth. As, as, as life. That's life. Yeah. Okay, we got involved. All of that. And I'm, and I'm saying I'm 19 years old. Do right. what I want to do. But not knowing. Not knowing about those choices. The seeds that I planted. The seeds that I planted. The seeds that I watered. I had to reap them because when they start coming, when those seeds start coming, I didn't know how to deal with them. Mm. Just like you. You don't know how to deal with them. If you don't have, as I get forward, I'm going to share with you some things. As you move forward in life, if you don't have the word of God in your life. And that, I mean, you i mean, you love God. but We're going to talk about it before I finish. You got to love this. God, you're going down. You're going down. Because you don't know how. And Satan will beat you down. And some of you know it. He's beating you down already. You're trying to, you're trying to get up. He hits you again. Pow! Hit you again before you even get up. You look up. Pow! Hit you again. You don't know how. I'm going to share with you briefly as we get before I finish, how do I deal with it? How do I do it? All right. So I'm in Germany, Okay. young man, made it there, uh, got over there, got involved in, uh, in uh, sports. Uh, they have it in the Olympics today. It's called handball, handball. They call it handball spielen, handball playing. And I man. became great over there with this is back in 1974. Wow. I was as big as a minute. <laughs> maybe <laughs> weight about 165 maybe. And then I start growing. I start growing in the military. I grew like, in the military, I do about six inches. Wow. And of course, you know, I'm about six feet right now. So I grew, because yeah. I was in high school. I was, you know, they have, they have C, B, and varsity. Yeah. I was a B in the 12th grade. I I was short. Yeah. Was short, But yeah. I had the talent. Uh, and so, praise God. Moved on from that, got in the military, loved it, enjoyed it, got involved in the martial arts over there. And then uh, I came home. It was on our way to Vietnam. It was on our way to Vietnam. And for whatever reason, we didn't, we didn't go. Hey, we didn't go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Right. So I uh I wanted to, I wanted to get out. I wanted to do a European, I wanted to stay there in Europe. And, but for some reason I came back, what they call back to the world. Mm -hmm. I came back to the world, it was really different. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know how to deal with it. I got hooked on the drugs, on the weed, and that was my way out of how to deal with things. Mm -hmm. It was a seed and a choice that I had put in my life. I did it, nobody made me do it. I chose to do those things. Also, let me say this, I got involved with it Jesus. I got involved in some acid called microdot acid. Not, I mean, it's so little. Yes, and that stuff. Purple microdot. Micro, man. Yeah, that stuff took me yeah. on trips. Wow. Well, we we had tapestry in our in our in my room, mm-hmm. and I had a lion one, a tiger, and the tiger came off the tapestry and ran me around the room. <laughs> That stuff was true story. Yeah, that stuff had me. Wow. I didn't stay on that long. That was one choice. I'm telling you, my can I tell you. And I, I tripped back in the states. Back in the states, and now back in the states, 1976. Now also I also joined the um, army national guard. I end up I end up joining the Army National Guard moving forward. I did 26 years. In the process of doing those 26 years, I came across Jesus. Mm. See, let me back up before I get to that point. So because I got to hit this. So I come back to the world, Carson, California, went back to where I was living at. And I got involved in, because got that was me time now. But at that time in 74, it was LSD. It was angel dust. Mm-hmm. It was angel dust, and it was a uh, whack. It was whack back in the day. Wow, I haven't heard whack that in a long time. Man, whack. So my partner, we was going to this, going to this party. He say Mook. I think the name was Mookie. Uh, <laughs> Mookie, right? He say Mook, Mook. He said, Mook, man, you're back in the world. He say they got this stuff right here, and man, I hit, I, I hit it, I hit it like you hit a regular joint. You don't okay. do that. No. You don't do that. You do. That's all you do. I did like this. All right, man! Well, let me <laughs> one more. Let me one more. Man. Oh. Yeah, that's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you in a trance? Huh? Oh up. Uh, oh. Oh uh. up. Wow. I wasn't supposed to say move, move. Don't do that. Like- it's too late, man. That I, I thing had me, that thing shot me. I don't know if I ever told you, I think I did. This is what I do. We'll talk about it when I go to schools. When I go to school. and I share with them, don't do drugs. You know, don't do drugs. And then I show them, <laughs> I show them why. And I had gotten into martial arts really heavy, right? My partner said, some of you that are back, some of you that are old school, remember you had to be in the house. That light turned out. Yes. They had those, those old school in LA. They got those, those sprinkler poles. Those poles, the yes. like concrete, it looks sprinkly, right? With the light yeah. Light. yeah. So my partner, he said, move, move. And you can knock down that pole. Move, Mook. You can get that pole down. Move. I said, Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> no. If I could show you right now, if I took my shoe off, <laughs> my toe, my. <laughs> I wish I could take my shoe off and show everybody my toe. Like <laughs> you know my, Let me see. It's the, it's, the, it's next to the big toe. My yeah. foot is next to the big toe. <laughs> yeah. You know, it should be out like this. It should be out like that, right? right. It ain't. It's like this. <laughs> oh, my God. That, I can show it to you right now. You didn't, didn't kick that pole. Off. I kicked that pole so hard. Oh, my God. Man, my partner can tell you today. Man, my toe went like this. Oh man. I, you know, we didn't go, we didn't go to the hospital back no. in the day. No, we didn't go to no hospital. I couldn't was- afford it. I couldn't afford it My toe today is like that from 1976 wow. to this wow. day, right now. Never got it fixed. Oh, and that's what I use drugs. as a testimony. That's what I use as a testimony. <laughs> don't take drugs. Let me show you. <laughs> oh my Oh goodness. my god. Here's the other part of my story. When I got back to the world, I got hooked up in cocaine. We did free basin back in the day, mm-hmm. it was free basing. Now I'm 20, I'm 20, I'm 20 year old now. And I remember to this day, crawling around on the ground on 169th street in Carson, California, I grew up in Centerview. And I was trying to find, my. I'm on the ground on the streets of 169th Street, crawling around on the ground, trying to. I'm telling you, that dope will have you, that dope will take you. Some of you know oh, that yeah. dope will take you on a spin that you don't want to. Oh yeah. But God, whoever was praying for me, mm. I'ma move forward. September 16th, and that's that's that life. It was a really a bad. I don't wanna go into all some other stuff, but don't. No, move forward, Robert Cummings, Coach C, Dr. Cummings, hooking up and had an experience of the God kind. Mm. Story of my wife, she had to say this story, but I'm going to give you a brief. So I got got a job at Hughes Aircraft. Actually, I got a job at a shoe store. Got a job at a shoe store in 1977 in the Hawthorne Mall. Selling shoes. I had a guy. I had a guy teach me how to sell shoes. so I became a, a, a pretty good salesman working at floor shoes. Now, during that time, the Koreans they used to come in. I was right up from the airport. They would come in. All they buy is floor shoes. All they bought was floor shoes. But long story short, I worked. Got me how to sell shoes. This particular day, my wife Cheryl Cummings. This is 1979. 1979. 1979. I was selling shoes. My wife tells the story, but I'm going to tell the short version. She yeah. said, Her and her girlfriend came in and they came in the shoe store. She said, She saw me. I had my dirt curl. You know, I was rolling with my dirt curl. I don't have no dirt curl now. It's all gone. a dirt curl roll. She said, She said, Boy, he's cute. This is her story. She said, He's cute, but he's silly, but he's cute. So my partner, Tyrone, he's my partner today. T, he's my, you know Ty, he's just yeah. real usher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fortenberry, Tyrone Fortenberry. Uh, right, but, right. Yeah, yeah, that's my ace, my A's, Kuhn, boom. We've mm. been knowing each other for over 50 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we worked together, okay. we sold shoes together. So my wife told him to go on the back so she could look at me. Woo! While he went and got shoes. Ah. I was always flirting with her, uh-huh. with my wife. So long story short, so backing up, oh, I'm gonna move forward because it's, it's gonna bless you on this one. So long story short, uh, first time she saw me and I'm a, I had to back it up a little bit. She said she had prayed for a husband. Now this is while she was out there doing her thing. Mm-hmm. She had two children, I just say man, but was never married.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she said she just got tired of right. messing around out there in them streets. Okay. She wanted to. She wanted to settle down. All right. Okay. Now I'm gonna move back. So after she had prayed, now she wasn't. She didn't wasn't living a life as a believer, but she knew about prayer. Mm-hmm. So she prayed and asked God for a man, and this is what she asked: She wanted a man that would take, that would love her, mm-hmm. and a man that will love her children, and a man that would not go out on her. So right. Those were three things in her prayer. That's what she wanted from God. Mm-hmm. Tell me the story. So after that prayer, floorships. She sees me in floorships. I never saw her. I never saw Cheryl. Wow. Never saw her. Okay. Number two, next time she sees me, I'm working at Hughes Aircraft on her job. Stop it. I get hired on her <laughs> job because of my military background yes. i get hired yes. working for the working on the f 14 tomcat f mm. 15 eagle jet and f eighteen jet i okay. did the fabrication fabrication for the radar systems okay huge aircraft back in 1980 i got hired march 10th 1980 wow third time i some of y'all know that some of y'all know the back in the 80s and the early 70s one of the other than maverick flats they had Carolina West back in mm. the day. Mm. Carolina West was the place, yes. right? Party, Wednesday night from like eight, nine <laughs> until six o'clock in the morning. Wednesday all the way to Sunday. Just party every night. Well, that was the place where everybody went. She said, this. these, these six couples came in. I was one of the couples. Her and her girlfriend had went there. And she said, uh, she looked up and I was on the dance floor. I used to be a dancer, I ended up doing doing uh, uh making money dancing at the club you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, she uh she says uh hey that's that guy She said what the guy i saw i saw him at the shoe store i saw him at the uh and i saw him at uh and my, he's on my job he's working on my job and now he's here right so she says uh man just look at it he sat down all night at the carolina west They had tables, two dance floors, and they had phones on the tables, right? So she just sat at her table all night. Guys was calling her up, sending her drinks. She didn't didn't deal with it. She just watched me all night. This is her story. Okay, okay. Then I left. Long story short, I left. So again, next time, she ends up, she had to come on days. She worked night shift. I worked days. So she had to get certified, came on days. And when she had to go get certified, she had to pass this lab place. Okay. Remember, she prayed. Yes. She already saw this guy one time. Saw me Mm -hmm. the second. Now the third time I'm on her job. Long story short, she's walking, going to her to get certified. She looks over, glanced over, and she sees me. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. So the guy on my job, the guy on my job, I used to buy all my weed from. He's my weed guy. Cocaine. My first Christmas, my first Christmas at Hughes Aircraft was a white Christmas. <laughs> and we're not talking about snowflakes outside in California. <laughs> no, I ain't talking about snowflakes. <laughs> exactly. I'm talking about some of that, some of that white baby, the white yes. horse. Yes. Everything that I wanted, Satan—I didn't know it, I, you know. But anything I wanted, play the horses, uh, uh, booking, get my weed and get cocaine was right in the same place where I worked. Wow. Satan was setting me. He was—he had set me up. I didn't know anything about Satan back then. Anything I wanted. So long story short, she—I didn't even look up because I was I had, you know, smoked dope. But, you know, yeah. I get high all the time. Right. I probably why some of those planes crashed. <laughs> <laughs> the radar system didn't work oh wow. so long story George, long story she prayed and saw me three times after the prayer she asked the guy to tell me to come out so we came out she says do I know you know the line do I know it yeah know? you know she said do you yeah. part of the Carolina West no I said do you part of the Carolina West? she said oh yeah 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 and she knows she saw me yes That's right but she yeah. only saw me three times right so so we end up getting together. Mm-hmm. After a year, about not even a year, yeah, about a year, I asked her to marry me, <sighs> and the journey began. Long story short, my wife—I was still in them drugs—many in the marriage. So here I am. I'm married. I'm in the military still, uh, part you know, doing the reserve mm-hmm. and working at Hughes Aircraft, and got two kids. Let's go back. No dad, no mom. I don't know. I don't know how to be no father. I don't right, know how to exactly. be no husband. I know how to treat a woman the best I know how. Mm-hmm. You know, I I you know I, I know how to love the children. I, you know, but, hey, the best I know how. Yes. A boy and a girl. My daughter was, she was um, she was two years old, Rashawn, and Antoine was six when I came into life okay. in 1981. Today, just a little side, today they're 50. Antoine is 50, wow. Rashawn is 42 oh yeah wow. yeah beautiful yeah. beautiful and then of course you know as we move forward i had robert and christopher so i had four children learning how to be a dad a father a provider and you can't really really do that now some people have some morals and ethics without even knowing god they just know how to do right yes they don't even know god at all but they're using his principles yes they're using his principles exactly but they're not giving him the glory correct amen so long story short, so I was still having those drugs, playing the horses, cocaine. This out there. I never did, you know, me and Cheryl arguing, learning how to be a husband. I never pushed her, never, never cussed, never, never said any cuss words ever, ever to my wife, never, even to this day, right now. And but it was, it was very, very discombobulated yes. in yes. Yeah, too. So there was a young lady that lived in the front. They went to church. They used to watch, listen to us, argue, okay. all that stuff. So I was the type of guy. I didn't understand all Cheryl wanted to do. All my wife wanted to do was communicate with
0: like, like most women, women.
1: Like most women. Mm-hmm. All they want to do is communicate with you, God. That's all. She's your helper. She's right there to help you. Because you get a woman like my wife, you They're like, Sandra, like, you know what, man? Come on. We got nuggets. We got diamonds. Yes. We got priceless. Nobody likes likes the women that we got. Exactly. Love us, but ain't taking no mess from us. None. None. Zero. Zero. (laughs) They are perfect for us, praise God. So, my brother, I was still out there. But, prayer. He goes that prayer again. Somebody praying for me. I didn't know my wife was praying for me. Mm. Her and the young lady in front they had got together. What? The young lady in the front, she was like 18 years old, 17 years old. And Cheryl tells me the story, says, she came back there, I'm not going to do I, you know said, you, need, you, need, you and your husband need to go to church. You need to go to church. If you want want him to stop doing this and stop doing that, then you need him to know God. You don't know God. Yeah, she told me the story. Well, I don't know how long they had been, you know, collaborating. Okay. But something happened to me, call like, oh, an experience of the God kind. September 16th, Wednesday night, 1981, 845 West 59th place. Hoover gang. I had a visitation. I was watching <laughs> anybody that's a boxing fan. That was a night that Leonard and Hearns fought. Okay. I had bought a $50 bag of tie stick back in the day. You, this is back in, in the in the 70s and the 80s. Yes, yes. You don't throw no $50 bag of tie stick away. I'm sure what I meant by that. You don't No, that's a $50 bag of tie yes. stick. Yes. And $50 back then was a lot of money. $50. Come on now. and, and yeah. I'm married and I'm hey, and I'm I'm, I'm smoking a ball of dope. I'm I'm spending all the money on, on, on horses. You know, sometimes I come home and say, yeah, hey baby, I get yeah. right. more time than none. I, oh, the horses got, I got to go find out a horse. <laughs> <laughs> to Cheryl was lit, she was mad. i, I, come, she was. I come home high, i come <laughs> home, you know. And then when we got into, you know, we got into it, I yeah. would leave. Yeah. I'd come back home. <laughs> right. I'd come back home. I ain't staying out all night. <laughs> <of life. laughs> I'd come back home.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't
1: hit my wife. I wouldn't cuss my wife. I'd never have called her. She'll tell you and so, long story short, as we move forward, almost done, I uh, that night I wrote a joint about this big, tastic. Me and my partner spoke to right next door. I mean, right next door. And uh, of course, you know the story about Lynn and Hearns. So, my wife said she was calling me if I got in the house, but I wasn't hmm. answering. Okay. So, she walked upstairs and she saw me sitting beside the bed crying. And she said, she said, she What's wrong? And she said, I, I, I didn't say anything. Well, this is what happened to me. I came back that night and I'm high, I'm toe up from the tastic, just toe up. And I heard a voice speak to me. Mm. And the voice said seven words to me. And the words were this, get up and throw your dope away. Those are the words that I heard. Wow. Spoke to me twice. I cannot tell you the time span between the time he first heard the voice and the second time. The second time, the voice was a little bit more octave, louder. Mm-hmm. And the voice said, get up and throw your dope away. Mm-hmm. But what did you do? Well, this is what I remember. I remember getting up, looking at my dope box, walked to the bathroom about 10 feet away and poured the dope in the toilet. You tell me, Something happened. I call it the experience of a God kind from mm. a wife that prayed for her husband. Wow. wow. She prayed. She prayed for her husband. She knew that wow. she knew I was better than that. She knew I was a better man than that. Mm. But the girl up front, mm. the, the, nosy teenager, neighbor, the, nosy the nosy neighbor, the nosy neighbor, got gotcha. you. Got me. Was hearing us, you know hearing us in the back, hearing us in that mm-hmm. house, in that back house, arguing all the time and watching me leave. I come back, but I leave, right? Because I'm not dealing with all that. But that's mm-hmm. just the way I, my perspective yeah. of what I saw when I was a little boy. Yes. You know, I mean, I didn't stab nobody. what I saw, but I, I wasn't that kind of guy. But right. I just leave. I just leave. I, I wasn't dealing with it. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know what I knew today. Wow. I didn't know that all my wife was trying to do was talk to me and try to get me and get my mind right, get my mm-hmm. life right. Because now you're a father of four children. Mm. And I'm 20 what? I'm 25 now, 26 now. I have four children. Wow. I got not know how to be a better father, better husband, better man. I got to be a better man first. Then be a better father and a, and a better husband. I got, I got responsibility. I got a hat. I got yeah. my military hat. I got my Hughes Aircraft hat, then I got my I gotta take those two hats off and then be a father. Right. A husband, a man. But not knowing what I know today that God uh, equips us. That that
0: that's that goes to show the importance of the relationships that you have with those that are around you. The neighbor, the neighbor, your spouse. I'm telling you. Any friends that you have, because sometimes your wife is crying out, you probably in tears half the time you didn't even see her, trying to get a, a point to you, over to you that, to help you see who you really were, rather than what you were acting out to be. So she Come had on. to resort to, since you weren't listening to her I with your ears, you. she said, let me talk to somebody who can make him listen. Yeah. So so she on her knees praying, going to someone else, praying with them, seeking God. I said, God, you're the only person that can help me with this situation. And thank goodness, thank God uh, that she had the wherewithal to see that her words weren't powerful enough, her pain wasn't strong enough that she could go to him and he would intervene through her prayers and get uh, you and slap uh, you when the time was needed to bring oh. you to some rationale and some sensibility in your actions. Oh. He had to move on your behalf she, through, for her to get to you and bring you to the place where you oh. are right now today.
1: Look at me today. Oh. As you move in, and we're going to get ready to but Yeah. And this is what happened. After that second time, I remember, I just remember. I don't even remember it. I don't even remember it. She tells me the story. Mm. But I remember the night, you know, because I wrote it down and all yeah. that. Okay. And so we moved forward. Now she used to tell me that I used to take the Bible and throw it down and stomp on it. She said I did that because I, I told her, I ain't going to no church. I ain't going to come. No. She said they call the preachers hypocrites. Yes. Not all of them. Right. I'm not saying I'm not judging. I'm just about what I've seen mm-hmm. at the time when I was coming up. Mm-hmm. That was just my truth. I'm speaking the truth in love. That was yes. going on. And so my wife, all that you said, she didn't know what else to do. So God had to use the young lady, the teenager, mm. to pray, to intercede for me. And God came and got me because I wasn't looking for him.
0: <laughs> Obviously not at
1: that point. In time. But God is looking for us. But he's not going to make you come. Even when you become a believer or you say you are, he's not going to even make you read the Bible. He's not going to make you pray. He's not going to, you no, the issues in life are going to make you do something. Right. It's going to do one of the two. The issues of life are going to beat you down even as a, it's, it's going to beat you down if you're not in this word. A man that's not in church, a husband or a father that's not in church, you have no chance. You have no chance, no chance. Moving forward, so now, uh to get me in church so now i'm okay and that night from that night until sitting right here today september 16th wednesday night 1981 i was miraculously delivered received my deliverance from the drug life and everything else that associated with it. wow one night thank god for a.a thank god for na now carlos anonymous a.a anonymous and all the other Anonymouses. Thank God for those programs, because people do find God, Jesus, in those programs.
0: Yes.
1: God had to come get me another way. He had to do the Damascus Road type of thing. <laughs> I, gotta go, I gotta go get this boy. Yeah. I, gotta do a, I gotta do one of those, an experience of God kind. Mm-hmm. So, so he can't say that I'm not real. No, you can't yes. tell me he's not real. Yes. Because if he was, if he if is what I'm telling you is not true and not real. I shouldn't be on this call right now. Mm. I shouldn't be on this call. No, I I don't know where I would be. I'm gonna tell you that I have no idea. I could be dead because I was headed that way without doing some other stuff that I was getting involved in. I was, let me just say this. On my job at Shoes Aircraft, I began to get involved with a young lady that was a drug trafficker. And we were getting ready to do, my wife would tell you, I will get ready to sell drugs. Mm. Watch what happened. So the week that I was supposed to get involved to go do my, the drug trafficking, okay. the young lady, they found her. They Somebody abduct, abducted her from the corner of Century and Van at a store. It's a little convenience store, right? A gas station on the store, across the street from the um, post office. They abducted her. They found her body in Louisiana in a burnt-up car. Uh, Beautiful girl. Wow. I would have met her right there. They would have got me, too. Wow.